Well, once again, Razorback fans, I come to you about rumors about Kendall Bryles possibly leaving for another school. So let's go ahead and address it and talk about it. Also, the Razorback basketball team still in the top 25 somehow. All right. And uh, positions of need for the Razorback football team. They're still needing some guys, but where do they need them? We're all going to talk about it on today's Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I'm your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday as uh, I know that uh, it's getting into the point to where you're getting closer to basketball game against Missouri on the road, which I'm sure will be a lot of fun. Hopefully it's a lot more fun than what we've been having. Uh, but we'll talk basketball here in just a second. But I did want to address something that people have been asking me ad nauseum about, which I was not going to talk about on the podcast because I really didn't think there was anything to it, at least uh, a couple days ago on Sunday when I was asked about it. But because it has gained a little bit more traction and because – uh, a lot of people are wanting to know more about it and want to know in more information about it. I figured, why not? Let's go ahead and address it. I guess just get it out of the way. And so we can discuss and move on and uh, look to other things too. And it has to deal with Kendall Bryles once again, uh, coming into the news for a possibility that he is being eyed by TCU to be the next offensive coordinator for the Horn Frogs. As we all know, just a couple weeks ago, he's being rumored to be going to Mississippi State for $2 million a year. And uh, there were some discussions and everything until he came out and put out a tweet and saying, hey, let's run it back and had it with K.J. Jefferson. And K.J. Jefferson quote tweeted it and everybody had some fun. And, you know, people who love Kendall Bryles rejoiced. And those of you who don't said, man, wish you would have gone. And honestly, that's where all of us felt like it should have been put to bed that he is going anywhere this offseason, but here we go again. Kendall Bryles uh, reportedly, according to multiple sources, are saying that Bryles is a suitor to watch in uh, for TCU as becoming maybe possibly their next offensive coordinator. Originally, it was published by Horned F Frog Blitz publisher Jeremy Clark. Uh, he was the one that reported interest, but uh, now it's come out that uh, there are some other sources, particularly there in Fort Worth, that are saying that there is going to be uh, some uh, some actual discussions there as well. Now, again, Kendall Browles already said that he's coming back. He already tweeted it out. It looks like it's going to be happening, that he is coming back. And so when this thing pops up, suddenly there becomes a legitimate question of people saying, all right, what gives? <laughs> is there something that is actually there that is looking to be discussed? Or is it something that maybe it's just a bunch of blah that, uh, you know, TCU is trying to throw out there and see what sticks, maybe some of their media. Uh, like, what is this? What is this exactly with Kendall Bryles? Is it Jimmy Sexton? Is it Kendall Bryles himself? Is it TCU? Who's doing this? Why does this keep coming out? Why does this keep being a thing? And what can be done about it? Well, here's my opinion on the matter. This is just, again, my opinion and what I believe. I believe that Kendall Bryles is not going anywhere. He is staying at Arkansas. He has said he was staying in Arkansas. And I think that there may have been legitimate conversations with him in Mississippi State. 
but I don't believe that there are any legitimate discussions going on with TCU. The only way that I can believe that maybe there's something going on with TCU or at least Jimmy Sexton playing some games because we all know that Kendall Bryles is his agent. This would be my theory behind it. This would be my understanding on all of this. Kendall Bryles, or I keep wanting to say just, let me say Jimmy Sexton because this is Jimmy Sexton's doing. I don't know how much Kendall Bryles is involved, but I know Jimmy Sexton is. And the Mississippi State thing popped up. I think that Jimmy Sexton was kind of leaking it. Talking about it, throwing it out there, maybe to the Mississippi State media or whoever, or you know, saying, "Hey, you know, Kendall Browns would be interested. Maybe he could be the new offensive coordinator." And then suddenly, the the pressure started building, and and, and the public and people started talking about, "Oh man, Kendall Browns, he could end up leaving." Uh, well, what do we do about this? What's going to happen? What's going to be the next step? You know, people start discussing things and talking about things and wondering whether or not it's actually going to happen. And what that does is Sam Pittman, Hunter Yurchek, everybody at the U of A is like. Okay, all right, Jimmy, we get it. Let's uh, let's we'll we'll work something out. Let's get you a raise. Let's get your boy an extension. Let's get him some more money so he stays here at Arkansas. And I think that that was kind of a, a long process that eventually came to a head and ended up happening. And so it was like Jimmy Sexton, Kendall Bras, all of them told Mississippi State, "Thanks, but no thanks. They're going to pay us over here more because that's what we wanted." And uh, but we appreciate it. We appreciate it. So. All right, now you come back and you're Jimmy Sexton and you're a check and you know the people involved when it comes to the pay, and they sit down to the table and they say, "All right, let's see about this." All right, so what are we looking at? What are we looking at? What we got? What's the money looking like? And whoever's involved, whether it's you're a check or whoever's in the administration, we'll talk about these negotiations. They say, "All right, well, here's what we're looking at to pay Kendall Bryles. This is the raise we're going to give him." And then Jimmy Sexton goes, "No, no, it's going to have to be more than that." Well, no, this is this is about what we're wanting to do. This is what we're willing to pay. And this is a significant pay increase. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll throw out a ballpark of saying 1.7 million because he was getting 1.9 offered to him in Mississippi State. So just say that for the example's sake. And it's like, here you go. This is uh, this is what we're paying him. And Jimmy Sexton's like, no, we're not paying that. You got to pay him and match at least what Mississippi State was offering us. And we're looking at $2 million even. That's the deal. We want $2 million a year. And whoever's involved, the U of A says, uh, okay, well, no, we're not going to do that. But I tell you what, let's, let's, uh, let's re reconvene here in the next week or two, talk a little bit more about it, see what we can figure out, maybe throw in some different bonuses or incentives or whatnot. Maybe we can figure this out at a different date, but let's just walk out and let it be. So when that happens, then Jimmy Sexton's like, I don't like that. And you know what? I'm going to make sure that they give my boy the money that he needs and that he deserves, or at least I feel like he deserves. So this is what we're going to do. Oh, TCU. How about that? A team that's in Texas that's very familiar with Kendall Bryles. Oh, a team that was just in the college football playoff and national championship game. Oh, a team that just watched their offensive coordinator and he went to Clemson. Hmm. Hey, uh, TCU, uh, uh, Sonny, Sonny Dykes. Yeah, my guy, I'm Jimmy Sexton, my guy over here, Kendall Bryles, might be interested in your job. Oh, uh, well, I don't know if we're interested in him. Okay, that's great. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Uh, you in the media. Yeah, you over there in TCU media. Uh there, there's some there's some interest here. There's some interest here going on. Between Kendall and TCU may want to talk about this. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, let me write it down. Good job, good job. Make sure you tweet it. 
tweet it and, uh, you know, get a lot of people talking about it and, you know, make it a big deal to where a lot of people are reporting about it. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, boom, there it goes. And then another thing pops up where pressure gets added and discussions be had about possibly getting Kendall Browles more money than what originally that Arkansas was going to give him in their initial contract negotiations. That is 100% my opinion. But that would not surprise me if that's what was going on. I just, I don't know Kendall Bryles personally. I don't know Hunter Juracek in the way of how he negotiates, although I have a little bit of an idea just based on what we know. But I do know how Jimmy Sexton works. And anytime Jimmy Sexton's involved, he's going to find a way, especially when like things get thrown around. He did it with Lane Kiffin year after year. He's going to do it with Lane Kiffin every year as far as getting him more money. That's what he does. In fact, I would even I would love to see the record of how many coaches that are represented by Jimmy Sexton and got rumored or speculated or connected with another job actually ended up taking that next job where it leaked out first. I would love to hear about that and see how many coaches have done that. I feel like it's uh, it's probably not as many. And especially if you compare it to how many coaches actually left compared to how many coaches got raises out of it. I just feel like the raise part of it is significantly higher than the coaches that actually ended up leaving. So that is my theory behind it. Again, I have no evidence or proof of it, but I do believe this is all just smoke and mirrors. This is just Jimmy Sexton doing Jimmy Sexton things. I bet you anything this week, it's going to be officially announced that there is a new contract for Kendall Bryles for him to stay at Arkansas and that he's going to be the offensive coordinator again next year. And I think it'll be a significant pay increase and it'll be what Jimmy Sexton ended up doing. But Juracek doesn't like to play games either. But you're not going to let Kendall Bryles walk over a couple hundred thousand dollars. You're just not. So it's going to get done. It's going to stay here at Arkansas. But for all of you that are wondering and, and you know being curious about it, which I understand, to me, that is what this is all about. I don't knock my microphone off. <laughs> this is what it's all about. It's just all about Jimmy Sexton getting his boys paid. So relax. We'll see how, what happens and how it goes. But I wouldn't think too much of it at this point in time. Well, I'll talk a little bit about the basketball team here in just a second. But, folks, if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, you got to try the new Bill Bar. I'm telling you, we go through the holidays, right? And we're like, okay, we just made ourselves miserable in the food industry because we ate so much. Now we're going to get after it. And I agree with you. It makes it so much better to where you can not only be able to go to the gym and to eat healthier, but when you have snacks – those are the things that really can kill you. That's the one that affects me. But that's why I have Built Bar, because not only do they taste amazing, but they're healthy. So I don't have the cravings for any of these other junk foods that are out there to try to satisfy my hunger. I have Built Bar, where it tastes great and it's healthy. You got to check them out. They have all different types of flavors. You can go to Built.com to check out all that they have on inventory and the different flavors they can offer. But also... If you're ever shopping at Walmart and Sam's Club, which I know all of you people here in the great state of Arkansas, as well as outside the great state of Arkansas, know all about, you can go there too. Go to the pharmacy section. You can check out all the different bars that they have. You can have it in different packs, whether it's the four pack or the 24 pack. It doesn't matter. They got plenty of them out there. So check it out at build.com or built bar at your local Sam's and Walmart. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, moving on with the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, Arkansas basketball somehow, someway is in, still in the top 25. They dropped to 25th 
So they are just flirting with it in the AP, but they dropped 10 spots and now they're sitting at 25th overall. Uh, Alabama's number four, Tennessee's number nine, and Auburn's number 16. So there's only four teams in the SEC that are ranked, and Arkansas is one of them. I am shocked by this. I am shocked that Arkansas is still listed in the top 25, especially considering how things have gone. They're 12 and five, they're one and four in conference play. And that's not usually a recipe for a team that ends up having uh, a whole lot of success or at least ones that are being right there into the mix of, uh, of rankings. But I, I started looking at some of the other teams too. Like Michigan State has a similar record, 12 and five overall uh, compared to Arkansas. But they are, I think, I think they said that they were uh, three and four in conference play. I think they started a little early. But anyways, they're not ranked. Duke is not ranked, even though they were highly regarded before the season started. And they have close to the same record as Arkansas does overall. Uh, better conference record in the ACC, but they're not ranked. <laughs> so Creighton, a team that Arkansas lost to, they're not ranked. San Diego State, a team that Arkansas lost to, they're not ranked. They're, these are all the teams that are outside the rankings. And Arkansas did beat Missouri, who's now outside the top 25 as they drop from the rankings. But that just, it, I don't know, that just really blows my mind. North Carolina, they're not ranked. But Arkansas is at 25th. Uh, the only other teams that are still ranked in the top 25 that have five losses, uh, Baylor's sitting there at 21. And uh, but their losses were to Virginia, Marquette, Iowa State, TCU, and Kansas State. So some pretty good teams and some pretty close games in that one too. Uh, the other team is Marquette, who uh, actually beat Baylor, but their losses are to Purdue, which Purdue's really good, Wisconsin, Providence, and Xavier and Mississippi State. So they have a, a couple of losses here and there that aren't good, but overall they're pretty good. So that's another reason why I'm so surprised because, okay, those five losses for those teams, I guess Rutgers is another one too, which seeing Rutgers ranked is funny, but they lost to Temple, Miami, Ohio State, Seton Hall, and Iowa. So not really great, but I guess it's their wins that really set them apart. But then that's why it's so surprising about Arkansas where they have five losses. But if you look at the losses, like losing to Creighton, it's not a bad loss. Uh, Auburn and Alabama are not bad losses, but Vanderbilt and LSU are bad losses this year. And uh, I mean, that's just the way it is. Arkansas sitting at one and four in conference play, but yet they're ranked. So that was just a little bit surprising to me is all. That was a little bit surprising to me. Um, I think that it's more to do with the fact that Arkansas has found themselves in a position to where I think that people know who watch college basketball know that they're better than what the record shows, know that they're better once Nick Smith comes back, knows that uh, if they watch the games, like, Losing to Auburn and Alabama, Auburn on the road, Alabama at home. There's no shame in that. Uh, the LSU game was, again, a bad loss. But, uh, you know, I think people see that as more of Arkansas that played bad in that game. And then against Vanderbilt, you had Vanderbilt just go off. So that's the only explanation I can think of for why they're still ranked in the top 25. And again, I'm not mad about it. It's not like it's a bad thing or I'm saying this is just terrible. But it's just interesting. It's just interesting to me. So uh, kudos, though, as they get prepared for Missouri on the road. That's going to be at 8 p.m. on the SEC Network. Arkansas is, uh, according to the uh, BPI that ESPN has, a 60% chance of winning this game. And here's the thing. If Arkansas can just – I know it's always woulda, coulda, shoulda, because they should have beaten Vanderbilt. I get it. But they beat Missouri, beat Ole Miss at home, which Ole Miss is the worst team in the SEC. And then they beat LSU at home. 
who is also not very good. You can cut, reel off three straight conference wins there, and boom, before you know it, you're back at four and four, and you're back at 500. And then you go on the road to Baylor, which I think is going to be tough no matter what. But then you get A&M at home, which I think you can win. At South Carolina, you can win. At Kentucky, you can win. It may be better at that point in time, but then Mississippi State at home, you can win. At A&M, we'll see. It's tough. Florida at home, Georgia at home, both should win those games. At Bama, no. At Tennessee, no. But then Kentucky at home, you should win. So you're still in good shape to have a good, strong finish. Your schedule lightens up a little bit, but you can't have what happened against Vanderbilt once again. But if you can just do that, get back to 4-4, four and four, uh, you'll have a chance to feel really good about it too. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into our final segments and talk about the positions of needs for Arkansas when it comes to the football team here next on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, uh, looking at the positions of need for the Razorbacks and you know, the, know about the wide receivers that they've gotten out of the transfer portal, which has been great. Uh, that is huge, too. And uh, I know that Arkansas is still looking to, to add some pieces into the mix. And some of you are like, oh, this, they got to get these guys or they got to get uh, these players, uh, these, these position groups, you know, whatever it is. Uh, you know, a lot of people are just saying that's what you need to have, which I agree with. Like that, there are certain positions that are more glaring than others. But to me, I look at it as, OK, wide receivers check. Like, I think you're good. You're, you're good to go with your wide receivers. Not saying they won't get any more, but. You got the ones that you needed, got the ones that you wanted, and you're good there. Uh, that was a position of need. Another position of need definitely is defensive backs, which if you look at who they have right now, you have a guy like Al Walcott, who's going to play safety, who is immediately already better than what Arkansas had previously. And you also have Lorando Johnson, who's a big-time cornerback. He's going to be in the nickel position, I would think. And so you have addressed that. So you got two great cornerbacks already, I feel like, with Dwight McLaughlin and Quincy McAdoo. You'll throw uh, Johnson in there, Lorando Johnson as the nickel guy, throw Walcott back there as the, the safety that takes over for Simeon Blair, uh, Jalen Catalan. And then you'll have Hudson Clark, which I know people have their feelings about Hudson Clark. I, again, I think Hudson Clark's a fine safety, fine coverage guy. Uh, but, you know, will they get another safety in there? Possibly so. But either way, you... I know they're working on it, but you're still pretty good to go in the secondary. You want some depth. There's no question, but you're definitely upgraded there, in my opinion, at those positions. The, honestly, the thing that I'd like to see is just getting more of the linebackers. I know that they're having some linebackers coming and visit. You got Antonio Greer, who is uh, a guy that came from South Florida, uh, as we know, uh, came along with uh, the new coaching staff. So I think that that's definitely a guy that you can count on. I know they're going to get some other visits from some other guys, too which will be nice, which will be big for them. So I can't really say that, uh, you know, you're not doing anything there, but I know they're trying to work on some depth there, especially to help out a Pooh Paul, who's really good, and, and some of the younger guys there too. So I, I like that. It seems like offensive line, you're going to be good to go. They got Joshua Braun, which I think is going to be a huge get for Arkansas. Uh, and the guys I have returning from last year, I think they'll be good there too. So honestly, you know, you got John Morgan, who's the pit transfer. He's an edge rusher. I was going to say, I'd like to see some more defensive linemen. And not that it matters to me, but or, or that they care about what I think. But I'd like to see that. I'd like to see some more defensive linemen for Arkansas just to, to get some more depth there because you know that's important uh, at that position. Uh, so, And also a cool thing is, real quick, this is off topic as far as transfer portal, but Shamar Easter, people were wondering and worried about maybe if he possibly is going to be 
changing his mind about coming to Arkansas. Well, he doubled down and put up on social media that he is 100% committed. He is going to be a Razorback. So that's great to hear. Just going to wait for him to sign uh, once he uh, gets to his signing day period. But uh, I like those, I liked what they're doing. They're addressing the needs and addressing the things that they need immediately. And I think that they'll continue to do a really good job of that. But uh, Sam Pittman and their staff, they're still working really hard. And I don't think anybody should be upset with the job that they've done so far in the portal. They've done a good job. I'd like to see more. Keep it going. I think you're improving. I think you're, you're again, you're better at safety already. I think you're better at cornerbacks overall than last year already. I think that, um, you know, you, you have, you're better at tight end for sure. It's going to be, can these wide receivers that are coming in up their game and be as good as what that, what they're advertised. And can these uh, linebackers who have to take that next step from this past year and also some of the new guys you bring in, can they be just as good and D line too? I, I mean, again, I feel good about D line, but, I felt good about them this past year. They were better. They were better. But can they continue to improve? That's going to be the key. But I like what they're doing. I like the direction they're going. Let's hope that keeps on for the Razorbacks. Appreciate everybody listening in to Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.